0: This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, it is over. Kevin McCarthy's nine-month reign as Speaker of the House ended ignominiously yesterday. And all I can say is, uh, Kevin, did you really think Nancy Pelosi had your back. (laughs) Oh, famous last words from Kevin McCarthy. But, but, but Nancy said she was going to support me. (laughs) She She promised. (laughs) She was going to have my back. What happened, Nance? I thought we were friends. It's hard to feel sorry for a guy, Kevin McCarthy, who thought Nancy Pelosi and other Democrats were going to vote for him vote uh, against the motion to vacate and have his back. Uh, turns out uh, they turned on you like snakes. They sure seven. did. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, you've been in Washington a long time. You know, Nancy Pelosi, you effed up. You trusted her. Oh man, what a day. What a wild story. I have to be honest. I have mixed emotions like a lot of people um this this there's upsides and downsides to this, but uh in the end, I've always been a big fan of chaos. I've said it many times when I was uh, a sports writer, a columnist, a talk show host, I rooted for chaos. People would ask you, Who are you rooting for? You know, you're rooting for your team? And I'd say, No, I'm a I'm a commentator, I'm a columnist, I root for chaos, I root for the story. And any honest journalist, any unbiased journalist feels that way you want a good story and you got one here you got chaos I admit it's chaos is that such a bad thing chaos in Washington uh, Matt Gates upset the apple cart he he blew the whole thing up burned the whole thing down and upset people on both sides of the aisle yes 200 Republicans voted against Matt Gates. Uh, all the Democrats voted with Matt Gates, and seven fellow Republicans voted with him to give Kevin McCarthy the boot. And now I hear from lots of uh, Republicans, lots of pundits on the right, lots of people like Mark Levin and Brian Kilmeade. And they're very upset with Matt Gates because uh, he did this because he pulled the trigger, man, on this move, which he'd been threatening to do for, for nine months since uh, he gave in and allowed uh, McCarthy to become Speaker in January. These same people talk constantly about how Congress is broken and it's uh, corrupt and these people are all bought and paid for, and now they're pissed that somebody decided to burn it all down? I don't get it. Congress has a 19% approval rate with the American public. Nobody trusts them. Nobody likes them. We've seen Kevin McCarthy for nine months, done some good things and some not so good things. But here's what it comes down to in my mind. It's simple. He made promises to Matt Gates and other Republicans. The, the The gang of eight will tell you that he promised to do certain things. He didn't do them. Now the defenders of McCarthy say that's just the way it works. You know, you you make promises in Washington, you don't always keep them. You got to you got to work with both sides. You got to make deals. Well, Gates says he promised me this and he didn't do it. He's not saying Kevin McCarthy should be locked up or or, or executed. He's saying he shouldn't be speaker anymore because in January he promised X mainly that they would have separate appropriations bills. They wouldn't have one big pork barrel pork barrel omnibus bill. And then he didn't do it. And then he passed this continuing resolution, which uh, included uh, funding for Ukraine. See, I think we're going to learn in retrospect, we're going to look back and it's all going to be about Ukraine. I think the base of the Republican Party, Uh, real conservatives out there are sick of Ukraine. They know it is not in the best interest of the American people. They know Joe Biden is compromised. I think eventually Joe Biden might be long dead and gone, but we're going to learn that there were reasons for this unconditional commitment to Ukraine, and they're not going to be righteous reasons. We're going to learn that it is a massive money laundering operations and the lobbyists are the one pushing the funding for Ukraine. The defense industry, the big Black Rocks, the big banks are going to be pushing this. And Matt Gates and seven others stood up and said, no more. We're done with it. That is the popular view on uh, among Republican voters, among uh, Republican people in this country. They're tired of Ukraine. They're tired of pork barrel spending. It's all about spending and big part of the spending was on Ukraine and people looking around going, wait, we're three, thirty-three million, 33 million, 33 trillion in debt. And we're going to send this, this thug Zelensky another hundred billion or 10 billion, whatever. We're just going to keep funneling money, no audits, no accountability, accountability, just keep giving money to Ukraine. And Gates said, no, we're done with that. And McCarthy thought, Hell, yesterday, McCarthy tweeted out, bring it on. He thought he was all set. Why did he think he was all set? Because Nancy Pelosi told him she had his back, and other Democrats said they had had his back. Now, they're gloating. They're enjoying this. They're relishing this moment. Kevin McCarthy has been completely emasculated and embarrassed, but be careful what you wish for. I know this is not... uh, the way you're supposed to be when you're doing a show or a podcast, but let's wait, let's wait and see who the next speaker is. Let's wait and see how this plays out. I think what we just saw in the end is a good thing. There was an uprising, a, a populist uprising from a uh, real genuine grassroots conservatives. And they put the fear into the future speaker. They put the fear into everybody in DC and said, enough. No, we're, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to say one thing to the voters and do another thing. When we arrive here on Capitol Hill, we're not going to rubber stamp this excessive spending. We're not going to have more continuing resolutions. We're not going to just keep spending b- good money after bad. We're going to draw the line, hold the line at some point, And that's what Gates did. No one thought he would do it. They thought this, that they didn't think this would work. Kevin McCarthy thought he could tell them one thing in January and do another thing in September, or October. And they, there was nothing they could do about it. He was shocked again. He said, bring it on. I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm fine. I, I'll, I will survive. He was shocked in the end when every sim- single Democrat voted against him. And now he's bragging that 96% of the uh, Republicans supported him. Sure. That's true. But the ones you made a promise to, and, the pro- and and when you didn't keep that promise, they did what they said they would do. Gates is doing what he said he would do. McCarthy did not do what he said he would do. Now, will this, uh, and you will hear from uh, from Democrats and media people for the next week, just gloating, celebrating, oh, this it's a party in chaos. That's the front page of every rag in this country. New York Times and Washington Post and Boston Globe are just, enjoying the hell out of this. But if you get another speaker who does what Kevin McCarthy was supposed to do, holds the line on spending, um, defunds to some extent Ukraine, you're gonna get a popular speaker. You're gonna get a guy that people can get behind. You're gonna get a guy who's not uh, a swamp rat. Kevin McCarthy, again, did some good things, but he is a swamp creature. He's been in politics his whole life. He's he's been making backroom deals his, his whole career in Washington, and maybe the next guy won't be so amenable to these uniparty deals and these and the excessive spending. I think the idea that McC- uh, Gates did this for him for his selfish reasons because he wants to be a star. I heard I heard uh, Trey Gowdy just were going off on him this morning saying he just did it for fame. He did it for fame. Everybody hates him in Washington. Republicans, the majority, hate him. Obviously, the Democrats hate him. The media hates him. How did he get fame out of this? He's in a safe district in Florida. He'll get reelected. He can't do anything else. He's not going to be speaker. He's not going to be senator. He's probably not going to be governor of Florida. He, I think Gates is doing it for the right reasons. He's a, he's a smart guy. He's a bombastic guy. He's a firebrand. That's what his book is called firebrand. And it applies. And he's, he's not doing it for fame. He was standing in the the, the front of the, the house yesterday in front of 4, 400 members of Congress, and they were booing him. And he said, boo all you want. We're, we are going to do this because Kevin McCarthy didn't keep his promises. I'd ask that. I would ask all the, the Mark Levins and, Sean Hannity's and Brian Kilmeade's if indeed Kevin McCarthy promised one thing and didn't keep his promise. Are you okay with that? If that's what happened and that's what Gates says happened and Nancy Mace and Bob Good and this gang of eight, that's what they said happened. Are you okay with that? Is that just the way Washington works? I, I, I've heard people, you know, for years, my whole life saying, Congress is dysfunctional. You know, these people are two faced. They do one thing, you know, they say one thing when they're running for re-election. then they get in the back room with the lobbyists and then they get together with the Democrats and they just keep spending, spending, spending. If indeed McCarthy said things are going to be different and then things were just the way they always were. Why would you blame Matt Gates? He's just holding the guy to the promises he made. That's what I don't get. Yes. It's chaos. Yes, there's it's it's going to put a delay on all the things Congress was working on, even the investigation into the Biden corruption. It's on hold. That's not a good thing. I'm not happy about that. But what if Kevin McCarthy promised to do this and then afterwards said, I'm not going to do it. There's nothing they could do to oust me. I have Nancy Pelosi on my side and we're going to blame Gates for that. Why? What was he supposed to do? Just say, yeah, you know, he promised me this, but didn't keep his promise. But that's just the way Washington works. If Gates is doing something to change the way Washington works, how can you not respect it, if not applaud it? I, I don't get it. Yeah, this this is Kevin McCarthy afterwards. And I have to say, he gave a great press conference. He was totally unburdened, as, as Kamala Harris would say, he was unburdened with what has been. By what has been, Yes and unburdened and uh, (laughs) we'll get to that idiot. But uh, McCarthy gave a press conference, no notes, no teleprompter. And he looked so relieved. He's going to stay in Congress. He's not going to run for speaker again. Before he did this, lots of people say he's just going to get reelected after he makes another deal. That's not going to happen. There's a whole bunch of candidates for speaker. I'm going to tell you who I would like to see get the job But McCarthy was good here and obviously hates Gates. And he mentioned Gates ethics investigation and he alluded to text messages. Here's what's going to happen in the next few days. Matt, you are going to hear about Matt Gates keeping children chained in his basement. You're going to hear about Matt Gates cocaine problem. You're going to hear about Matt Gates cheating on his wife. You're going to hear about him cheating on his taxes. They're going to put a hit on. Matt Gates from McCarthy to the Democrats to the media to the to the Mark Levin they're going to come after him hard, and that's another reason I respect him. He's he's sticking his neck out. He's not doing it for fame. And He's he's a pariah right now. I don't even know how he goes to the to the uh, uh, congressional dining room. I mean, he's like the the most hated man in Washington. It take it took big balls to do what Gates did. But this was the funniest part. We're gonna to get to, the, to, the, uh, to Nancy and what happened to Nancy after this, which is glorious, but let's listen to Kevin McCarthy say, tell us how he thought the Democrats were in his corner. Go ahead. You know what's interesting?
1: Everybody's sitting there. In today's world, if you're sitting in Congress and you took a gamble to make sure government was still open and eight people can throw you out as speaker, and the Democrats who said they wanted to keep government open, I think you've got a real divide. I think you've got a real institutional problem. Interesting, it was in this room, after we had won the majority, I had became Speaker-less, and Nancy Pelosi came to me. She was Speaker at the time on the way out. And I told her I was having issues with getting enough votes. And she said, what's the problem? I said, they want this one, one person can really out. She was the only Speaker to have changed that rule. I had the power to call the vote on her, but I never would. I lost some votes because of it. Um, and she said, just give it to him. I'll always back you up. I made the same offer to Boehner and the same thing to uh, Paul, because I believe in the institution. I think today was a political decision by the Democrats, and I think, that, I think the things they have done in the past hurt the institution when they just started removing people from committee. They just started doing the other things. And I, I, my fear is the institution fell today.
0: Yeah, because it you did. can't. So what? So what? You actually thought that Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer and uh, Hakeem Jeffries and uh, an AOC, you thought they had your back? you got to be kidding. I mean, you're too dumb to be speaker if you believe that. But I think he did. I think that's why he said, bring it on, because he thought a handful of Democrats would vote for him because he's worked with them, because he kept government open. That's another thing. How many Republicans, like real conservatives, grassroots conservatives, hard right MAGA people, give a damn if government stays open? We know that's just a stunt. We know that 85% of the government stays open. We know these clowns all get their paychecks. We know the 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 military continues to operate. It's they give a bunch of bureaucrats a two week vacation, and then they give them back pay. Who cares? Why is that such a such a problem? Nobody cares. But uh, uh, after I will say this: that the there are candidates for speaker, a whole bunch of them. Uh, You know, Matt Gates says he'll support uh, Steve Scalise. He he'll support Jim Jordan, the next speaker, whoever it is, will get support, and he will know that he can't lie to the members he can't say yeah we'll take up those separate appropriations bill and then throw in one big uh, omnibus bill full of funding for ukraine you can't do that i think we have to wait but i think in a month from now a lot of hard right right wing zealots out there are going to say you know that was a good move thank you matt gates but the new guy temporarily so whatever speaker pro temp Patrick Mc, uh, McHenry from North Carolina, I believe, uh, the guy with the bow tie who slammed the, the gavel down because he was so mad at this. He was a big uh, McCarthy guy and he's not happy. So he slammed the gavel down, looked really angry. I mean, he doesn't get angry, you know, when uh, when we learn about the president you know, taking bribes or sending a hundred billion to Ukraine or the Southern border being wide open or crime running rampant in the streets. That doesn't upset Patrick McHenry, but a vote against his pal, Kevin McCarthy, really pissed him off. So even get that video of him slamming the gavel. That's my criticism of McHenry, but I have to turn I have to give him credit. This was wonderful. Here's what if you're just tuning in, just trying to catch up, uh, shortly after. The seat was vacated and it remains vacant and nobody in Congress can do anything. They can't have any meetings. They can't pass any bills until next Wednesday. I'm not sure why they're taking a week off, but they are. So. declares the house. (laughs) So uh, uh, McHenry, one of the first things he does is kick Nancy Pelosi out of some cushy office they gave her as speaker emeritus. I mean, this is why you're out, Kevin. You gave Nancy Pelosi, this woman who stabbed you in the back, this absolute swamp creature snake, you gave her a special office after she lost the speakership, after Republicans took control of the House? This is from the New York Post. Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was ordered to immediately vacate her Capitol hideaway office. By Wednesday, as she slammed acting speaker Patrick McHenry's decision as, quote, a sharp departure from tradition. Okay, who out there is against sharp departures from tradition? We like those things. This is good. This is great. Why didn't Kevin McCarthy do this? An email sent to Pelosi's office Tuesday said, quote, the room will be rekeyed and reassigned it for speaker use only. The move came out hours after McHenry was named house speaker pro temp uh, following the ouster of Kevin McCarthy uh, with all the important decisions that the new Republican leadership must address, which we are eagerly awaiting. One of the first actions taken by uh, the new speaker pro temp or was to order me to immediately vacate my office. Pelosi said in the statement um, she's in California for a, uh, for uh, the funeral for Diane Feinstein, who died six months ago. Um, this is what she says. This eviction is a sharp departure from tradition. As Speaker, I gave former Speaker Dennis Hastert a significantly larger suite of offices for as long as he wished. Well, that was good because he had a place to molest young boys. Why would you say that? Who wants Diane Feinstein to have a... Large suite of offices because she was speaker once upon a time. Good move, bow-tied guy. And by the way, he also kicked Steny Hoyer out of his lavish offices and said, "Get back there with the uh, the common folk in Congress." Yeah, well, you have this queued up. Let's watch uh, Patrick McHenry McHenry after he announces uh, the vacation the vacating of the speakership. Go ahead.
2: Chair declares the house in recess,
0: subject to the call of the chair. I thought he broke the thing. (laughs) That's a good thing. When one of these swamp creatures is pissed, is upset, is saying, that's a departure from tradition. Do they really think average Americans have a problem with that? Oh, no. Not a departure from tradition. Can't do that. I'm sorry. If you're... uh, if you're not happy with the direction of the country, if you're not happy with the spending, uh, the, the the $33 trillion debt, why are you upset at someone who throws it all upside down? Why would that be a bad thing? I mean, you could say maybe in two weeks after a fight and whatever, the uh, it's not working out. But right now, if you're not happy with the direction, if you're saying we're not doing enough as Gates said yesterday, and by the way, Gates will talk to anybody. He goes outside. He's got a 1,000 people around him who hate him. I'm looking for security, saying someone's going to take a shot at him. And he takes every question, and he backs down from nobody. And he said, we haven't even subpoenaed Hunter Biden. It's nine months in. No impeachment for Biden, of course. No impeachment for Mayorkas. No subpoena for Hunter Biden or Jim Biden. What have they done? Oh, yeah, we kept the government open. That's not why people voted for you. That's not why they handed Congress, handed the House to the Republicans so you could pass a continuing resolution, keep the government open. Uh, They want you to defund the Jack Smith investigations. They want you to fund the border. He hasn't even defunded the 87,000 IRS agents that Joe Biden added to go after his political opponents. I don't understand that. I thought this yesterday. Why couldn't yesterday morning Kevin McCarthy make a deal with Matt Gates? say, today I will defund the 87,000 agents. I will defund the Jack Smith investigation. I will defund the DOJ to some extent if you uh, call off the dogs. Why couldn't he have done that yesterday morning? Maybe there's some procedural reason. I don't know. There probably is. But I thought Kevin McCarthy knew what he had to do to save his job. You know why he didn't do it? Because Nancy said he had, she had his back. What a chump. What an absolute chump. McCarthy will stay in Congress, but he's just waiting to do the Paul Ryan thing, the John Boehner thing and leave Congress and get some board, get some seat on some boards and get some lobbying job. and He's a swamp creature. He will make a fortune in his next uh, line of work, and he knows it. Now, let's listen to Gates on the House floor. I love this idea that he's just doing it for fame and fortune and for his own selfish purposes. They hate his guts. He has to go to work every day with people, with media, Democrats, Republicans, everybody except Elon Omar, she was looking at him and looking at her She wants to friggin' jump his bones. She wants to treat him like a brother. That's what she wants to do. <laughs> her literal brother, that's what we mean. Literal brother. She is just ogling, ogling uh, Gates as he speaks, and she's looking at his backside, and she is excited, but listen to Gates. Tell me Ditch did this because he wants to be famous. Go ahead.
2: And when it comes to how those raise money, I take No lecture on asking patriotic Americans to weigh in and contribute to this fight from those who would grovel and bend knee for the lobbyists and special interests who own our leadership, who have. Oh, boo all you want who have hollowed out this town and have borrowed against the future of our future generations. I'll be happy to fund my political operation through the work of hardworking Americans, 10 and 20 and 30 dollars at a time. And you all keep showing up at the lobbyist fundraisers and see how that goes for you. I reserve.
0: Oh, he was good. I will give him that. I've always said I want a fighter, I want an articulate fighter. My whole life, you know, since Reagan, all we've had is Bush and other Bush and uh, McCain and, you know, uh, Trump. Trump's a fighter, but he's not as articulate as this guy. He is very articulate, very smart, tireless. He rips leadership for taking days off. He t- he ripped them for taking six weeks off. He wants to work. He says we should be here every day working into the night. He's right. They're taking a week off right now. How much sense does that make? Shouldn't they be in there today saying, let's vote. Let's start the process. Uh, He mentioned Scalise and and Jim Jordan. Others have mentioned Byron Donalds. I love that choice. Another fighter, very articulate, another Florida man. I would, uh, top of my list would be Chip Roy from Texas. Again, a fighter who prioritizes the border. That's what's most important to him as a Texan. And he's very uh, articulate. He has a great voice. Uh, he'll be a broadcaster someday, but right now I'd love to see him be speaker. And uh, whoever it is, they're on notice. Uh, it's not going to be business as usual, and I can't help but think that is a good thing. We will see, of course, and maybe I'll sit here in two weeks and say, man, what a mess Matt Gates created, but uh, I love the idea of once in my life, this is the first time this has happened. Uh, I, I love the idea of just saying, you don't keep your promises. You don't do what you said you're going to do like everyone else in Washington. Well, screw that. We are going to take a match to this place and watch the place, watch the world burn. Good for Matt Gates and the other seven. I think most of them had uh, the same motivations as Gates. They're sick of the spending. They're sick of the lying. Good for them. We got chaos. I like chaos. We got lots of chaos here today. We got, do you want we Do got, you want uh, Matt Gates talking about chaos right here? Oh yeah, that's some Matt Gates. Everyone saying, "Oh, it's chaos." Okay, I agree. It's chaos. Is that a bad thing? A little chaos once in a while is that a bad thing? I like to see how the sausage is made. I like to hear the the personal stuff come come out of this, and 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 I I like the hate. It's good. It's going to be we're either going to hear it and see it, or it's going to be hidden behind closed doors. I like, I say, let's open the the windows and let the sun in and let's, let's hear from, let's hear it. Let's have it all out. Go ahead.
2: I don't think voting against Kevin McCarthy is chaos. I think $33 trillion in debt is chaos. I think that facing a $2.2 trillion annual deficit is chaos. I think that not passing single-subject spending bills is chaos. I think the fact that we have been governed in this country since the mid-'90s by continuing resolution and omnibus is chaos. And the way to liberate ourselves from that is a series of reforms to this body
0: Good for you. How, how can you disagree with that? I mean, the biggest point of contention is they're supposed to take up separate appropriation bill, not have some big pork barrel bill where they throw everything in there and funding for Ukraine and, you know, transgender things in, in Pakistan and, you know, naming, you know, whatever, bike trails in San Francisco. They, they want to have separate bills. So you have the border in one bill, you have Ukraine in the other, and you debate and you vote separately. Who could be against that? You know why it's hard to be a Republican, hard to be a conservative? is Because we have people who actually think for themselves. The Democrats, it's very rich listening to Democrats gloat now. They look at the, the Republicans and say, look at those fools with their principles and their independent thoughts. They don't have that on the other side of the aisle. They follow mindlessly their leadership. They did it under Pelosi. Pelosi changed the rules, gave herself more power and they didn't say a word. They're all frauds. Ayanna Pressley, AOC, you are frauds. You you don't dare challenge. You, you're you allegedly liberals, and you don't even speak out against the insanity of this endless war in Ukraine. Liberals, my ass. You're sheep. You're lemmings. That's what you are. And you wish you had the, the guts that Matt Gates has to stand up to leadership. You don't. And the other reason it's easy to be a Democrat is... You're never against spending for anything. Just keep spending. You don't care about debt. You don't care about your grandkids. Just spend away. Bankrupt the country. They are never against spending. So you sit there and you say, I'll do what my leadership tells me to do. Your leadership says, vote for this spending bill. And you vote yes. Does it matter to you that the country is in debt? No, they don't care. Just spend away. Republicans have a tougher job. They're going to stop the spending, handing out the goodies, 're going they're against this this burgeoning mass massive federal uh, bureaucracy. They want to stop this pending. That's hard to do. And I credit Matt Gates for trying. Good for him. Bring it on. We'll see how it goes from here. but uh, a few days of chaos in Washington is not a bad thing. All right, we got lots more to get to. On this uh, Wednesday, McCarthy's out. Gates is riding high. Uh, Hunter Biden was in court. By the way, we pointed this out yesterday. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. He was in and out of court in a half hour. The big story was he got a haircut. Hunter Biden got a haircut. That's interesting. I'll I'll explain why. Uh, We got uh, the latest on Trevor Bauer. We're waiting. We're waiting for all the media people who said he should be banned for life and imprisoned and flogged and tarred and feathered and kicked out of the league forever? Well, it turns out he was set up. She was lying. Why aren't people saying they were wrong? Why are people apologizing to Trevor Bauer? Where are you, Sarah Spain? Oh, you'll well, never you'll never hear her ever again no, on this subject. No, <laughs> well, no. We got the latest on that and a and an interesting story out of Boston. Out of uh, Foxborough, actually, the Army-Navy games coming to Foxborough in December. The troops, uh, the veterans, the people who want to, you know, enlisted people who want to come see it, it's sold out. They're coming. They're ho- they're being their hotel reservations are being canceled, and I think you know why because all the hotels are full of illegal aliens. That's the way it works in blue states like Massachusetts. And uh, if we have time. Trace Gallagher on Fox News last night got pranked, and man, it is an all-timer. We'll play that, and we'll get to lots more, but first. I, 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 excuse me. Today's show is sponsored by Nutrisense. You hear that? That was the sound of the Nutrisense biosensor. It's a small device that you put on the back of your arm that then provides real-time feedback on how your body responds to the foods that you're eating, your exercise, stress, even your sleep. With NutriSense, you just take a photo of your meal, adjust for portion size, and NutriSense does the rest. NutriSense helps you track your data, see your glucose trends, and understand your macronutrient breakdown for each meal. You also get an overall glucose score for each meal based on your body's response. You'll be matched with a board certified nutritionist who will review your data and answer all your questions. Plus, they can help you with a personalized nutrition plan so that you can achieve your goals. You should try NutriSense today. It will open your eyes in profound ways to how your food exercise and lifestyle choices are affecting you what's more it empowers you with a real-time feedback loop showing the consequences of your food and lifestyle choices you can get all that today NutriSense has a special offer for our listeners visit NutriSense.com Callahan and use code word Callahan to start decoding your body's messages and pave the way for a healthier life. Be sure to tell them you learned about NutriSense on The Callahan Show. That's NutriSense.com slash Callahan to save $30 off your first month, plus get a month of board-certified nutritionist support. All right, I got a quick uh, story. Uh, Hunter Biden went to court. He got a buzz cut. Not a whiff, not like a shaved head. I got some advice for Hunter. You got to get rid of all the hair if you're going to be drug-tested, that little stubble you have, that's enough for them to test you. you got to shave it off completely. Total clean head. And, by the way, the whole body. We know you have no problem doing that. But he shows up in court. He's got a really short haircut. Everyone's wondering why that is. I'll tell you why that is. Because he is being ordered as conditions of his uh, bail. By the way, no mug shot. I mean, are they, are they ever going to treat this guy the same way they treat everyone else? Absolutely The president not. of the United States got a mug shot. No mugshot from Hunter Biden. Uh, he was in and out of court, pleaded not guilty on the gun charge. Here's her, some of his Here's his buzz cut we're looking at. Uh, not good enough, Hunter. Got to shave it all off. Here's his conditions, which made me laugh out loud. The conditions for his uh, uh, his release, he must get a job. <laughs> Why? Why start now? He's 53 years old. He's got to get a job. He can't leave the country. So the job he had once upon a time of going around the world and as the front man for his father's influence peddling operation, I don't think he can do that. And he'll be drug tested and he can't drink. Okay, I'm just going to predict. The next Hunter Biden scandal is uh, he was seen or heard or somebody saw him drinking or doing drugs, and somehow the parole officer or whoever he reports to it didn't quite it didn't quite catch him he's going to drink or do drugs of course does anyone think he's going to stay sober and he's not going to get busted by uh, whoever the uh, the person giving him the drug test but i got a friend who is a uh, an executive in a big uh, big guy in a car company car a bunch of car dealerships and one of his employees i think it was a car salesman Actually, uh, one of the employees failed a urine test, I believe, or blood test. I don't know, for uh, a drug test. And the, the rule was you have to come back when they call you back and they retest you with hair. They test your hair. So they said, we got a problem with your drug test. Come in tomorrow. We're going to do, uh, do a tra- test on your hair. He shows up the next day. This is a 100% true story. Every hair on his body was gone. He shows up the next day, his eyebrows, his hair, his everything, his chest, his pubic hair, all gone. His whole body shaved clean. Uh, They laughed and said, uh, that's it. You're done and fired him. But the guy was trying. You could try. I mean, if you have no hair, they can't test your hair. Hunter Biden, maybe this is just a a step. He's he's buzzed it. Pretty short, and now he's gonna shave it all off. But there is no way Hunter Biden stays clean and sober. And at the same time, there's no way he gets busted. Again, they can never allow Hunter to go to jail. The day for day he's in jail for five minutes. He's on the phone with his lawyers saying, I'm ready to make a deal, and he will throw anyone under the bus, including his father. He is the most protected and the most dangerous. Man in America, at least according to the corrupt Biden regime. Right, let's get to this. Uh, let me get to this story out of Massachusetts. The Boston Herald um, today has a story, and it is infuriating. Um, it's it's. I mean, I, it's not surprising, but it's just so infuriating. Why can't I get this? Um, the, as I mentioned, the Army Navy game is coming to. Uh, coming to uh, Foxborough and I want to go, by the way, I really want to go. I've never been to an army Navy game. It's on my bucket list. I look at it all the time. I watch it. I watch it. Uh, and I used to think it was kind of know, boring as a football game, uh, but it's not, I went to a Navy Notre Dame game and hung around the Navy people and they're just so impressive. And they, you know, they play for the right reasons. Most of them aren't going to the NFL. They great, they you know, just, It's just a great American, all-American event. It's coming to Foxborough on uh, December 9th, I believe. From the Boston Herald, scores of military veterans, service academy graduates and families are scrambling to find hotel rooms for the big Army-Navy game because their reservations were canceled to make way for migrant families. A travel agent who handles hotel rooms for military families said at least 70 of his rooms at three hotels were taken back by hotel management because the state contracted to put newly arrived migrants there. That's right," said uh, Mark Manbach of Hillsdale Travel. "I have enough rooms to cover some of the people. Some people are looking around, but pricing is high for many. The issue is safety. They're questioning the safety of remaining in hotels uh, with those that are filled with migrants. Lots of questions by my clients scrambling to find rooms." Check out this spokeswoman for hotel management company that operates the Comfort Inn in Foxborough and other hotels near Gillette. She says, quote, her name is Claire Mulholland, VP of marketing for Giri Hotel Management. Quote, we are delighted to confirm that we are indeed taking refugees at our hotels by providing shelter to refugees We aim to be part of a global community that stands together in support of those in need. We look forward to working with local authorities and organizations to ensure a smooth transition for all those who will call our hotels home during their time with us. She's delighted that she's kicking veterans and enlisted people who are coming for the game out of her hotel, uh, out of her hotel, for to make room for illegal aliens. I mean, when we hear that story and we will, that the uh, hotels are being trashed, then think of her. Think of Miss Mulholland, Holland. She was delighted to kick uh, to kick the military people out and make, to make room for these these uh, people who are just providing nothing. They came here for free everything. free rooms, free food, free school, free, free hospitals, free phones. Because, you know, it's a sanctuary state. Oh, this story, by the way, includes uh, Healy, the governor, who has kind of changed her tune on this. Uh, Healy has declared a state of emergency because of the influx of migrants. And we've gone over this. There are fewer migrants in the state of Massachusetts than in one small border town in Texas. And we have to declare a state of emergency. Uh, She's been aggressively pursuing contracts with hotels, to put the migrants up, she blames the Biden administration and Congress for failing to act on a new immigration policy. So, Mara Healy, far left, hard left, radical, is blaming Joe Biden just like Eric Adams and J.B. Pritzker and all the uh, all the good liberals who declared they were uh, sanctuary cities and sanctuary states can't handle it anymore. But that tells you all you need to know about America today kick out the veterans kick out the soldiers make room for venezuelans who are here to just exploit our uh, our generosity uh but uh good luck with and a related development i just watched this report from o'hare airport in chicago i believe the second busiest airport we got they're housing hundreds is something like let's see if i get the number i think it's like 500 um yeah, immigrants, uh, illegal immigrants housed in, they put up a curtain. They put up beds. They won't let the media see them. They I keep the media, you know, cause we don't have a first amendment or anything. You don't have a right to know who's living in your airport. They're living in the airport and there are some of them living in Logan right now too in Boston. Uh, that's the new thing. Put them up in airports cause I guess they have bathrooms and you know, <laughs> those bathrooms are going to be just so, uh, so appealing when, you know, a thousand immigrants, illegal immigrants are using them, but they said they have now have a report of a scabies outbreak. Look that up for me, Ironhead. I don't know what scabies is, but it sounds sounds nasty. Uh, It sounds like something we didn't have in this country, but lo and behold, our new friends have brought it, you know, diversity is our strength. We're bringing, uh, celebrating diversity and celebrating scabies in Chicago right now. And Chicago obviously is begging the Biden administration to stop the invasion, but they will do no such thing. Get used to it. People. We got another, uh, 15, 16, 17 months before, uh, we can restore law and order to this country. And maybe the next speaker will on day one, will start impeaching this crook in the white house. Who has allowed this chaos, who was allowed this invasion. But, uh, You got an answer for me? Did you go to WebMD and find out what scabies is? Oh, here it is. Parasites. Ooh, this is what our new friends from Venezuela and other parts of the world apparently are bringing into this country. Human scabies is caused by an infestation of the skin by human itch mites. The microscopic scabies mite burrows into the upper layer of the skin where it lives and lays its eggs. Oh, the most common symptoms of scabies are intense itching, itching and pimple-like skin rash. Oh, good. They just looking for a better life <laughs> and they brain, <bringing> scabies. <laughs> we have tuberculosis in Eagle Pass, Texas, and scabies at O'Hare Airport in Chicago. Let's, uh, let's keep it coming. Keep it going. Next thing you know, we'll have, uh, I don't know, what else is, we'll have... Uh, Black Death, love we'll the plague here in no time. can't wait. <laughs> All right, I want to get to this uh, uh, to this Trevor back to this Trevor Bauer story we told you about yesterday. It's infuriating. Uh, Trevor Bauer, as you know, is a former Young winner, 32 year old pitcher now in Japan because he was blackballed, kicked out of Major League Baseball. The Dodgers cut him Major League Baseball suspended him for 324 games lowered to 194, forcing him to go to Japan, all based on a lie. He released a video yesterday that was just, just earth shattering. He, she, she set him up. She told her friends she was going after his money. She found out he was worth 51 million. And the way to get it is to ask him to uh, play rough, have some rough sex, leave some marks. And then she would accuse him of rape. It's open and shut case. Her Her name is Lindsay Hill. She belongs in prison. She belongs in prison for a long, long time. She not only wanted him to pay her, she not only wanted to take his money to extort him, she wanted him charged criminally, all the better. She would have been thrilled if he were sent to prison for, for, for nothing. She, she would have been okay with that, so why doesn't she belong in prison? It's outrageous. It's another Christy Blasey Ford setup. The media are useful idiots in these stories all the time. Same with Matt Eraser, the punt god. A woman lied about him, ruined his career. He still doesn't have a job, even though he was a draft pick and the best punter in the country. I'm not sure how that works. You tell me a team, as soon as you find out he's innocent, why don't they sign him? Why do they continue to blackball someone after they find out he's innocent? We know Trevor Bauer is innocent. All the people. I liked it. Who, 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 what do we got? We got the the tape is unbelievable. The videotape. If you haven't seen it, you should watch the whole thing. It's four minutes long. It's incredible. He does a great job of summing it all up and explaining why he refused to pay her a nickel. Now, I, what I had here was. Um, oh, uh, yeah. She went on with Alex Stein. Yeah. I, I, like, I like Alex Stein. He makes me laugh, but he was just asking her about, you know. He wanted. He was hitting on her. Said he was aroused, and you know, wanted to, asking her if she still drinks, so they go have drinks. I mean, he's he's a comedian, yeah. and uh, she, he he made a joke out of it. You know, which is fine. Someone else can interview her and take it seriously and ask her hard questions. I'm surprised she went on with them. But uh, Bobby Burak from Outkick, as they call him, asking, "Where's all the media people who condemned this guy and wanted him destroyed? Wanted him?" arrested, one, because, you know, the evidence was clear. In fact, Ken Rosenthal, one of the most prominent baseball writers and broadcasters, the guy with the bow tie, uh, he writes for The Athletic uh, now. He used to be, and he's on Fox, uh, I think the Fox broadcast on the sideline. And he wrote, uh, Dodgers' decision to cut ties with Trevor Bauer shouldn't have been difficult at all. He applauded them for cutting him and for uh, blackballing him. You know what Rosenthal has said in the last 24 hours since we've seen the video that brower has been exonerated, that Lindsay Hill has been exposed as a criminal, an extortionist, a blackmailer? Nothing. Nothing. No tweets, no columns. I mean, you have to do this, Ken. Irrespected guy. You have to tell the truth. You have to say you were fooled. You're You're a chump. You fell for this because you want to believe all women. This is big, big news. As I pointed out yesterday, the Associated Press wrote a whole story about it. Didn't mention the videotape. Didn't mention the fact that Trevor Bauer has text messages where Lindsay Hall, Lindsey Hill says, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna I'm gonna get him to rough me up, then I'm gonna get his 51 million. She's she's scum. She's just she's evil trying to destroy an innocent man. Who else we got here? Let's see. Sarah Spain. She's on here somewhere. By the way, ESPN also did a story without mentioning the text messages saying she was going to get him. Uh, The headline for the ESPN story is Former MLB pitcher Trevor Bauer and a woman who accused him of beating and sexually assaulting her have settled their legal dispute, Bauer's attorney said in a statement. That's the headline. No, no, no. The headline is she lied. She set him up. She extorted him. That's the headline. I'm helping you out here, ESPN. Uh, Sarah Spain said, sent out several tweets calling for Bauer to be suspended in 2021. Looking at the case's details, the police report, the graphic photos, there's more than enough reason Bauer shouldn't be on the mound Sunday. Uh, uh, she has yet to comment on the text messages and given her decreased Airtime on ESPN, we know it's not because of a lack of free time. I didn't even know she had decreased appearance on ESPN, but she has yet to tweet that she was wrong, that she was fooled. I mean, you could say, you know, you believed her, but she lied. Headline in uh, Deadspin, Trevor Bauer should never pitch again. That's their headline back in July 2021. Never pitch again because this liar made up lies about him. That's fine. You want to say that, but you have to come clean now and say you were wrong. Just like lots of people did with Christy Blasey Ford. We were wrong. She's a liar. Anyways, trying to ruin a man's life. All right, let me get to, uh, we'll do Aaron Rodgers, and then I got to get to this prank call that someone did last night on Fox news, which is hilarious. Uh, you know, Aaron Rogers I, yeah, I just, I, I think I like him more every day. I mean, he's just—he's got guts. You know that he's—he's, he's, uh, you know, he's pissing a lot of people off. That he's that the people, there's things they want him to do and say. First of all, they don't want him to go on with Pat McAfee every week. That makes, you know, the NFL nervous because they never know what he's going to say. Yeah, he was at uh, the Jets Chiefs game uh, Sunday. Sunday, yeah, Sunday. And uh Chris Collins Kurt worth kept saying, Is Aaron Rodgers sneak did he sneak out on the field wearing a Zach Wilson jersey? Because Zach Wilson was so good, and he was. We'll see if he can keep it up this week who do the Jets have this week. I'm looking I'm I'm more into the Jets and watching the Jets and see how, how they handle things than uh, than I am into the Patriots or anyone else. Um but uh they got the he Bron- uh, Broncos the Broncos four thirty. Oh, they're going to win that one. They're going to win that one. Broncos stink. They do stink. Uh, can you imagine if, if Zach Wilson turns into like a star? He just starts lighting it up every week. That'll be the, that to me, that's like, you know, Miracle on Ice stuff, Buster Douglas stuff. That's something that would just shock me to my core. Mm. I thought he was hopeless. Maybe he is, but man, he was good in the last three quarters of that game uh, Sunday night. Anyway, um, uh, Aaron Rodgers goes on with McAfee and takes a glorious shot at Travis Kelsey. And who is, I mean, I like watching Kelsey play, but he's not that interesting a guy. I know he's dating Taylor Swift, but he's kind of a dummy. He doesn't have a lot of deep thoughts. You know, he's just a just a football player. And, uh, you know, not a, not a guy like Aaron Rodgers where you want to hear what he has to say. And God, you know, Taylor Swift, that thing's going to last another week and it's going to be over. But uh, let's listen to uh, Aaron Rodgers take a great shot at Kelsey. Go ahead. I didn't have a crazy game, and uh, you know, Mister Pfizer, we kind of shut him down a little bit. He didn't have you know his like crazy impact game. Obviously, he had you know some yards and stuff, but I felt like for the most part, you know, we played really tough on defense, especially the last three quarters. And that's so good, Mister Pfizer. He deserved. You know what? Kelsey isn't getting any criticism or enough. He should. Because he he has influence with young athletes, young men, twenty year olds, twenty two year olds, eighteen year olds, fifteen year olds. That's who they're targeting. They use Kelsey, Pfizer did to target children who have no business getting the vaccine, trying to force this shot on kids who don't need it, who are at the greatest risk, who are at a bigger risk of COVID of uh, vaccine injury than they have COVID. And they hired Kelsey and he goes along with it. He doesn't need the money or the fame or anything. Shame on Kelsey for that. And good for Rogers for calling him Mr. Pfizer. He deserves it. He deserves much, much more criticism for taking Pfizer's money than he's been getting. But, um, all right, let me do Shay, and then we'll do uh, one of the great crank calls in recent TV history. Uh, Poor Trace Trace Gallagher. I kind of like Trace Gallagher on Fox News, but boy, he looks like a chump. Uh, 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 Excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shay will deliver a turnkey insulation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at Shayconcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they're between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, if you hadn't heard, there was a shooting, a mass shooting at Morgan State. I don't believe, can you check the latest for me, Ironhead? I don't believe anyone died. They sent four kids, students to the uh, hospital, shot five. Uh, people, I believe, and I don't, and the, the, as of, as I sit here now, the shooters at large, they'll get them. And, uh, the, the mayor, uh, the mayor of Baltimore is out screaming about gun violence and taking away guns as usual. Uh, we don't have a lot of details, but it was ongoing. It was, uh, in progress when Fox news was covering it, breaking news. Trace Gallagher is usually pretty good at this, but, uh, he took a call from somebody who was allegedly at the scene, you know, an eyewitness, and it didn't go well for Portrace. Let's watch. And we've got Tyrone on the phone with us now. Tyrone, when you say
1: poker game, what exactly happened? What transpired?
0: Well, first we were watching, we all get together every Tuesday night, and we watch Chuck Carlson's show on X. We used to watch him on Fox News. Obviously, he's not there no more. Mm-hmm. And still being the most credible guy in the media in America, we always get together to watch Tucker Carlson. And think he's doing probably better now that he's not with Fox News because the corporate media always controls what yeah. the teleprompter readers are able to say. And now that he doesn't you, have Tyron. that hand. Thank you, Tyron. Can we <laughs> Maybe we can work to
1: get Don back on the phone, Tracy. We can
0: get that. Tyrone I mean, on not the phone, student. Tyrone. And that's a, uh, r- a right-wing uh, media influence named Mark Dice who set him up. And he said, you know, it's probably not the most opportune time during a mass shooting, but uh, pretty good uh, prank. And uh, uh, I guess, you know, Trace probably yelled at his call screener. But uh, Bro, that, would, that, was, that see, was pretty embarrassing. True, see, by at least the way. He's, he a, a call, he's got a call screener. <laughs> That's true, that's true But uh, he didn't, he he let the guy go for a little longer than he should have or could have He could have cut him off a little sooner than that But uh, anyway, and do you have the latest on the shooting by the way? Uh, Five injured, still at large Five injured and he's still at large Wow They'll get him and it'll be, you know, whatever I mean the guy's not a very, I don't think it was planned so well It's the third year in a row, it's like homecoming at Morgan State The third year in a row they've had a shooting or a violent incident. It's, I don't know. It's crazy, crazy time. But mm. anyway, we're going to leave it there. We're going to leave it there. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening and uh, commenting. And uh, uh, thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. God save the queen, man. The only one here tonight, shaking my head thinking something ain't right is it just me am i losing my mind or am i standing on the edge of the end of time am i the only one tell me i'm not take-
2: like the show leave a five-star review on apple and spotify